As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to Thought Seeds Podcast. I'm Amy Ennell, and this is episode 232. A couple of weeks ago, I was unable to do a third episode that week because I'd started losing my voice that evening. And right after that, um, I actually, I had literally no voice for four days. Like I could barely whisper. And I want to tell you that that was a serious challenge in my life because I all of the things that I have to do, they require talking. Um, now, it took a bit longer for my voice to fully recover, but now I am back. So here we go. What I want to talk to you about um, today and tomorrow is um, the concept of idols and what the Bible has to say about them and how God feels about them. And so the very first place that I want to take you is to Exodus chapter 20 which is where we find the Ten Commandments. I'm going to read um, the first few verses. I'm starting verse 1. And it says, And God spoke all these words, saying, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. That is verses um, 1 through 5, the first half of verse 5. Um, the first commandment that God gives in the Ten Commandments, which are the the big ten, right? I mean, he gives a lot of other instructions in the Bible. But these are highlighted because they are, he wrote them himself with his finger etched in stone for Moses to bring to the people of Israel. And the very first one on there is, you shall have no other gods before me. And then he says, you're not going to make yourself some kind of physical image of anything and treat it as a God and worship it as a God. 
those are important. Those are the first two. They come before everything else. All these other things that we consider to be um, really grievous sins, right? Like, um, like you get down there and it says, number three, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Number four, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Number five, honor your father and mother. Number six, you shall not murder. Seven, you shall not commit adultery. Eight, you shall not steal. Nine, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor, meaning you shall not lie. And number 10, you shall not covet. Now, those are pretty big sins um, to do if you break those commandments. Those are big sins, right? Um, especially you get farther down on the list, like murder, stealing, adultery, lying. Those are what we would consider major sins. Even people who don't believe in God consider those to be wrong, right? Um, but God, he says they're wrong and they make his list here, his, his big major list is, you know, quote unquote, big 10. But the very first things he has on here are, you're not going to have another God before me. I am the Lord, your God. Now, why? Why is that so important to him? He says he's a jealous God. Well, what does jealous even mean? Jealous means that he is looking for your loyalty. He's looking for your complete and utter devotion. And why shouldn't he? He is the creator of all. He is eternal. He is without end. He is without, um, he doesn't change. It says he is unchanging yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus Christ remains the same. No one created God. That may be a mystery that we cannot fathom, that we cannot understand here in our human form. But he has always existed, and he always will. He's in charge of everything. He made everything. You are the, the literal air you breathe is because he wills it. Now, maybe that sounds like a high and mighty egotistical jerk sometimes, but that's not the God that I know, and it is not the God I serve. But the facts are he is God, and he says, you will have no other gods before me. And whether I like it or not, and whether you like it or not, guess what? He's the boss. If you go to a job and you actually work straight up for the owner, and the owner says, look, this is how I run my business. I'm actually pretty good at it. I'm pretty successful. You can look at my track record. I'm pretty good at this. And he's not being egotistical. He's just telling you the facts. Here's the truth. And here's how I run my business. And these are the things I expect you to do and not do. And one of the things that I expect you not to do is I expect you not to be bad-mouthing our, our company. I expect you not to be bad-mouthing me as your boss out in public. And if you are, and I hear about this, we're going to have a problem. 
And he treats you great. He's a great boss. He pays you well. He's understanding. He gives you excellent training. He's always there to answer questions if you don't understand something. All these things, right? Why shouldn't your boss have the right to lay down certain rules about how this business operates and what he expects his employees to do? And I'm not saying we're God's employees. I'm just using that as an example. And if your boss says, look, you don't answer to anybody but me. I'm the one you answer to. But then you go and try and make someone else. Like you go start asking your buddy or your girlfriend or, you know, your sister or your mom or your dad or somebody or whoever. You start asking someone else, hey, how do you think I should do this at work? Like my boss, he kind of wants it done this way, but I really don't think that makes sense. And I just don't like the way he's doing that. He's probably going to be pretty annoyed. You might even lose your job. If you start doing things the way, you know, your friend tells you to do them, who doesn't even work there, you're giving them honor above your boss. You're giving them something, respect that isn't deserved because they're not the one in charge. Your bosses. So why does God do this honor and respect? Because he's the boss. He made you. He created you. He created this world and all that's in it. And he says, you will have no other gods before me. What does it look like to have other gods before him? Well, now, in the time of the Israelites... And in places around the world even now. Um, there would be, there were multiple gods that the people had made for themselves. Like there were people, they worshipped, like in Egypt, they worshipped the sun. They believed the sun was a god. And that the pharaoh was a direct descendant and a direct representative of the sun god. That was something the Israelites had been steeped in for 400 years. And I mean, the Egyptians had multiple gods I'm just like that they worshipped and that they gave homage to. But the Israelites came out of that. And they saw that. And the cultures around the other, like um, the people groups in that area, they all also had other gods. We're familiar, if you're familiar with the Bible at all, the, the god Baal was the god of fertility for the Canaanite region. And that was a, a strong pull that the Israelites fell prey to time and time and time and time again through the centuries um, that we read about in the Old Testament was the worship of Baal. And those that, that's a thing, that's, that, that's a culture that you read about. Those are things you read about in the Bible, in the Word of God, These where they did make actual idols, physical idols. I mean, right, the Israelites themselves had, you know, Aaron make a golden calf that they were worshiping. And not just worshiping, they were having like um, extremely in, indecent and inappropriate revelry um, in celebration of it. But now here where we live, I live in the United States. I don't know where you're listening from. But in this century, in the 21st century, there are still countries in the world 
that do that have that that have idols. I, I understand that. Um, but a lot of what we end up making gods in place of God are not physical idols. They're things that we make more important than God. Sometimes it's our own self. We elevate ourselves to an importance above God, which means that we are making ourselves a God before above God himself. And other times it's um, maybe you have a relationship that you essentially idolize. You've made it more important than God. It gets all of your time, all of your money, all of your affection, all of your resources, all of your thought focus. You have no time, zero time. You don't have the time of day at all for God. Maybe you think you don't need God. It means you elevated yourself above God. Maybe you believe in a different God. Buddha wasn't a God, for instance. Allah. Allah is a name that is the Arabic word for God, but what Muslims mean when they say the name Allah is not the same God of the Bible. And that may make you angry hearing that. But I challenge you then to read the Bible and then read the Quran side by side and you tell me if those are the same God. Because I'm not getting into that super heavy right now. I'm just making mention. There are Hindu gods. There are Confucian gods. There are ancestral gods. And then there's the God that says, there's the people who say there is no God. And that is the greatest deceit of all. And it's the God of this world, Satan, who has perpetuated that lie. Maybe you're a person who does believe in God. And you believe he exists. Maybe you're even a born-again believer in Jesus Christ. And yet you have not followed this commandment. You shall have no other gods before me. What I would challenge any of you to do, anybody who's listening, if you're a born-again believer in Jesus Christ, if you are an atheist, if you're just not sure, or if you believe in completely other gods altogether, I would challenge you to stop in your tracks, pause here, and say, do I have a God that I've placed before the God of the universe? And again, if you don't believe in God and you're laughing at me right now, then you say, look, if there's a God... Tell me. Because if you were wrong about that, wouldn't you want to know? Guess what? There's a verse in James. It says, if anybody lacks wisdom, 
And by lacks wisdom, I don't mean you're stupid. I mean, if you don't know something, it means you don't know it. So if you lack wisdom in that area, then it says, let him ask of God. And God will give abundantly, generously to all without rebuking you. So if there's a God, and I truly believe in God, the God I'm talking about. And if you don't, that's what I'm saying. If he's there, he delights to give you wisdom if you ask. So just ask. Ask him to show you that he's there. And if you already do believe in my God, the Lord my God, ask him to show you as the Holy Spirit to open your eyes to any idols you have in your life that you've placed above your God. I'm going to keep talking about this tomorrow. So I hope that you'll join me then. But in the meantime, talk to me in the comments here, wherever you're listening to this podcast. Or join me over at Facebook or Instagram at the Thought Seeds Podcast pages, and let's talk there. If you have any questions you'd like to privately ask or you have a personal prayer request, you can email me at thoughtseedspodcast at gmail.com. And as always, a review for Thought Seeds Podcast would be amazing. It would help keep this going. And if this is something that's provoking your thoughts, making you think, and you think that there's somebody else who could benefit, go ahead and share it. I'd like to reach whoever God wants to hear these words. That's my heart, is to obey God. So I thank you for being with me today. And I ask that you'll come back tomorrow, and we're going to continue talking about this. So you have a great day. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.